get my sweetness filter on. Yeah. This is all this is unfiltered Navia right here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no filter at all. Um, I forgot to tell you last week when we were talking, we weren't on mics, but I forgot to tell you that I watched uh, Stargate. Stargate popped up on oh, yeah? Netflix. I love that movie. Nice. I like that movie quite Yeah, a bit. I haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. I used to really, really dig it, though. Yeah, I was talking to Jeremy about it because I went down a trivia rabbit hole on IMDb about mm-hmm. it. Nice. And it was one of these things where I was like, I was up last week, Saturday at like 630 in the morning. And I was just kind of rolling around. I was like, I just want to put something on. I put on Stargate and then I just watched it. Yeah. Like I watched the <laughs> whole thing in bed and I was like, well, I'm not going to bed, back to bed. Yep. But I didn't know a lot of the stuff about Jay Davidson, uh, who plays uh, Ra in the movie. Okay. Uh, and Jay Davidson was in The Crying Game. Oh, okay. He He's the, the you know, the, who he's dating mm-hmm. in, the, in The Crying Game, right? That like he got such a bad uh, reception from like, because was Crying Game nominated for stuff or no? Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah. He got like really weird receptions from like people at award shows. Okay. Because they didn't know like if he was a male or female. Okay. Because he would wear very like androgynous kind of yeah, clothing. You know, so like like maybe like a pantsuit, but then maybe would show up in a dress ish kind of thing. That it just turned him off from like wanting to do that anymore. Mm. And then when they when Roland Emmerich approached or when the studio approached him about doing Stargate, like he didn't want to do it, but thought well, I'm just going to ask for an insane amount of money. And if they give it to me, that's the only way I'll do it. Okay. So he's like, I want a million dollars. And they gave it to him. Wow. Okay. And he was just like, all right, guess hey. I guess I'm doing it then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so We're in business. That's basically what it was. It's just like, I'm just going to ask for a million dollars to do this. I don't want to do it because mm-hmm. I just hate how I'm, I'm accepted or not accepted. Yeah. You know, rightfully so. And then just... <laughs> took the money that's awesome um good for him but that apparently like obviously early screenings of the movie like people just weren't understanding that they were on a different planet Mm. huh okay and um people audiences did not understand that they were on a different planet people thought that they just they that they just transported themselves somewhere on the same on earth Okay. They they did not know. And apparently it was a problem with like the exposition that was was given because all anybody was seeing was that there were still people around. Everybody was still human, mm-hmm. right? And that the pyramids were there. Yeah. So everyone was like, "Oh, well, we're on Earth. We're not somewhere <laughs> different." And this is like so apparently all of the dialogue that cuz I think Jay Davidson his ra was to speak English. Mhm. And I guess there was a lot of his exposition that people just weren't getting. So the producers were like we're just going to dub over all his shit and make it subtitled and make that be the new script so that it's a bit more streamlined. Okay. So that's why <laughs> he speaks wow. in like a different language in the movie. That's hilarious. To just more to make the story more simple. Okay. As to who he is, what his purpose is, and why he wants to destroy humans. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that was it. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Like, wow. You completely just. That's funny. Because, yeah, no, I remember, I mean, I remember seeing it when it came out. Yeah. And I thought it was pretty clear mm-hmm. what we were doing. <laughs> and when I was reading all the trivia, I thought, like, how do people not know that we're on a different, like, planet? Yeah, right. Like, completely. Even from the uh, the story that's told uh, when, like, James Spader figures out, like, you know, 
how Ra came and yeah. you know, saw, found like a primitive race and then transported people from Earth to here. Yeah. And all this kind of shit. Yeah. So it was really interesting that like they basically, you know, rewrote, you know, your your bad guy's entire dialogue to <laughs> make sure people knew <laughs> to what was clarify going on. for yeah. the audience <laughs> that we were on a different planet. Yeah. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. That's fine. Because I, I mean, I feel like I remember even like the, you know, the beginning before they even go through the Stargate talking about like. You yeah, know, this is going to take us somewhere. That's why it's a fucking Stargate. Yeah, they even like track and not, that, you know, an airplane they that even can like, just take you somewhere else <laughs> on Earth. <laughs> they even like track that probe. Like there's that's that, right, that screen yeah, and it right. goes like all the way around, all the way across. Right. So like they call it like the Kalium Galaxy or something. And it's just like we're in a different planet. Yeah. We're not on Earth anymore. Well, yeah, I'm just going to have to lay the blame squarely at the feet of the test audiences for this one. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say you're just a moron if you didn't know what was going on there. (laughs) They made it pretty obvious. Back then. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I forgot to tell you that I watched that movie. Nice. And I just wanted to throw some love to Stargate. Sweet. I like that movie. I think the score is amazing. Mm. Oh, yeah. I dig it. I might still have a DVD sitting over there. Probably. I think so. And the S's? I see it. Yeah. I see it. It's right next to Star Wars and Super Troopers. Yep. Or not Super Troopers. Yeah. Starship Troopers. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah. My 4K Starship Troopers. Yeah. <laughs> Have you watched that yet? Oh, yeah. The four- yeah. How does it look? Is it good? <laughs> yeah, it looks fine. Starship Troopers. <laughs> Starship Troopers. <laughs> it's, you know, if I had to describe the... Uh, Cinematographic, cinematographic style, however you pronounce that word, uh-huh. uh, of that movie, I would say it is exposed. Okay. The The images are all clearly exposed. <laughs> I feel like no matter how you watch that movie, on what format, it just lo- it's going to look good. Yeah. Like, it looks like, it might as well look like a 4K on VHS. Yeah, it looks, you know, it's it's fun. I, they did a good job with it, but yeah, it's just, it, it does not take advantage of HDR whatsoever, because I don't think there's a single shadow in that entire movie. It's just like, everything is just like perfectly lit and exposed. <laughs> wow. From front to back. Um. All right, that's the warm up. That's the twenty minute warm up. You ready to go? <laughs> Twelve rounds. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's I'm Bobby Navia, and I am Dorian Weinzimmer. And this is t- this is the couch. Welcome back to the couch. Yeah. Um. Episode forty seven. Forty fucking seven. We are one episode away from forty eight. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to like hype up like our, our upcoming thing that we got going on without oh, yeah. giving it away, but right. You know. Oh yeah, no, so. that is that is gonna come up. We are one episode away from something. Yeah, from something big. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty sweet. It's gonna be awesome. We hope. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You never you know you never know, but <laughs> um, but we're excited about it. Yeah. Regardless, very excited. It'll about be it, good. Actually. It'll be good. Um, but uh, yeah, episode forty-seven. We're gonna talk a little bit about uh. The, not a little bit. The episode is about uh, Hellboy, mm-hmm. 2019 uh, Hellboy that's coming out. It comes out in April, April 12th. So we're going to do this a little early because I will say episode 49 and 50 are going to be like a double feature of sorts. Yeah. Uh, so and there's a couple movies that come out in April that are doubled up on the same day with other movies we'd like to talk about. Yeah. So we're going to talk about this one right now uh, and then just reiterate to listen to it again before Hellboy comes out. And uh, talk about a different one in April when all yeah. the other ones come yeah, up. Yeah, there's a pretty stacked weekend yeah. in April. So yeah. we're I'm trying to kind of break it up 
over the weeks leading up to that weekend in April, right. and uh, also with our little special thing yes. happening in the middle. So we're we're taking a little, you know, different approach this time. But uh, you know, it's what we do around here. And the movie Fucking comes out on the twelfth. It it's a couple weeks away, so it's you know, it's still pretty fresh. Yeah, it's not like it's coming out in June. Yeah. So. Yeah, April twelfth, right? <clears throat> Hellboy comes out. April twelfth, Hellboy yeah. comes out. It's uh, just a few days before my birthday. Ooh. Yeah, so I know what I won't be seeing. Am I renting a theater out for you? Are you trying to drop me hints right now? Uh, No, rent a theater out for High Life (laughs) so we can go watch that. True, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would would (laughs) gladly do that. Um, Okay, man, let's let's jump in. Yeah, at midnight today. Midnight today, there was a new trailer that was dropped. Yes, an R-rated Red Band trailer. Red Band trailer uh, for Hellboy. Uh, Let's get some uh, let's get some details out of the way. This is a new Hellboy movie. Yep. We've uh, yeah, abandoned. totally, totally unrelated to the Del Toro right. jump offs, right? Right, right, right. Not related at all. Uh, I think they uh, Del Toro had been like trying to get the third one made, yeah, for a really long time, and him yeah. and Ron Perlman were like, hundred percent, we're gonna finish our trilogy, and then they decided not to go that way, and then um, they put in uh, Neil Marshall, yeah, who is the director now, and I think uh, I forget who the writers are, but I do know that Mike Magnolia. Who wrote the comic book? Yeah, I think creator he, of yeah, creator of Hellboy. He's got a more, um, uh, more input on the writing. Like I believe he wrote like the treatment, or at least like a first draft of the script and stuff. Okay. Um, so he's more involved, but that's not to say that he wasn't involved with the Del Toro ones. But like Del Toro did tell him that he was gonna go in a like a movie direction. Yeah. With with the character, not necessarily like adapt something from a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Del Toro's, you know, he's a he's a powerful creative voice yes. also you know he's he's gonna do his thing right and right. if you're smart you don't fuck with that <laughs> yeah, because right. del toro is yeah. a goddamn genius you, you know, know? Yeah, right. he's even done some movies that i don't really care for and yeah. i still love the guy and have the world of respect for him uh, one of the reasons i always really respected him too is like he spent a lot of time um working like practical special effects mm-hmm. uh, i think in mexico yeah yeah and like really low budget stuff yeah. so like even shape of water yeah. You know, which won fucking Academy Awards, you know. He was <laughs> utilizing the same techniques he was using in Mexico when he was a nobody yeah. to, like, get underwater effects done. Yeah. And so, like, when he goes and approaches a movie like this, you know, he can, like, look a producer in the eye and say, we can do it for this money. Right. Because he already knows how to fucking do the effects. He yeah, doesn't yeah. have to, like, you know, yeah, he's still going to, you know, get a team, of course, and work with them. But he already knows, like, what techniques can be leveraged. Yeah to create the effect that he wants, um, you know, and in a, a fiscally responsible way, yeah. you know, rather than just like, I need a hundred million so we can just fucking hire a thousand CGI artists to just like pound it out, you yeah. know, which is how most other people, most people go do about it. it. Yeah, but yeah. he's really smart, you know? And again, he's, he's one of those guys that like, you know, when he goes to make a movie, like the whole movie exists in his head. You know, yeah. he knows how he's going to shoot mm-hmm. the entire thing, what every shot's going to look like. So, you know, that allows also for so much more um, uh, sort of like nimbleness with, you know, moving through your film and also, you know, from a production and cost standpoint. Yeah. Um, because then you all you have to figure out is what you need. Right. You know, you don't have to build a 360 degree set mm-hmm. if you're only ever going to look at this side in of one it, direction, you know, yeah. and if you know that ahead of time, great. You just cut the cost of that set in half. Exactly. You know, literally. <clears throat> so even stuff like that, that you think is like 
people would take for granted yeah. as like, oh, you know, just, you know, it's a big film. You just build the whole thing and you shoot it like it's a location. It's like, no, man, you can do so much more with that money. Right. If you just put it in the places, you know, you actually need it, you yeah, know, yeah. rather than like, oh, well, it might be it might be like blurry on the <laughs> left side of frame for like it's like, no, that's an instance where it's like, OK, your camera wandered a little too far. Do a little CGI set extension in that blurry area. And Nobody will ever fucking notice it. Yeah. And it'll cost you way less than you know building the entirety of that set so right that's like a, uh, you know that's how he's able to do these movies that are <coughs> seem to have this like just insanely high production value you know for what are really when you look at the budget of like any of his movies it's surprising yeah it's Even, like shape of water i think was like 19 million yeah 19 I, million it's crazy like how low that is for what you know they accomplished with that film yeah. so the dga has cool. a the director's guild of america has a really good podcast that everybody should subscribe to mm -hmm. and he has a really good almost hour-long episode about how he did a lot of the stuff that's awesome uh in the movie uh, one in particular, if if anybody's ever seen Shape of Water, the the opening scene where we're tracking through the hallway, yeah, yeah, into the apartment, where we're yeah. underwater. Um, all that is entirely practical with uh, with wires. Yeah. So <laughs> everything is literally floating, but on a wire, including Sally Hawkins. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, like, so it was just all like, this is how we're gonna do it. It's gonna all be practical, and they're just gonna be, you know floating yeah and then you know you know we'll use this the cgi stuff for like the water will be exactly you know yeah. a cgi element but it's both everything else <laughs> is all practical and we're just lowering it and you know yeah doing wire work like puppetry pretty yeah. much you and know? again so. it's like you know that's one of those things with like using cgi and we talked about this before it's like yeah. if you can at least introduce the question into a person's mind of whether this is real or not yeah then like you're you're in a good place oh yeah you yeah, know yeah. people look at something they're like okay that's all fucking yeah. computer and then it's obvious then it's like you know it feels fake. Right. But like, yeah, with something like that, where you can do just enough practical, but just add just enough CGI to it to create a blend where it's like, shit, I don't know. Actually, mm. <laughs> I don't know what's, you know, what, what is a hundred percent real and what's not here. Yeah. Um, which is a really cool vibe for a movie like that in particular. And a filmmaker like him that has that, you know, I feel like he's, he, his movies themselves are infused with that sense. Yeah. They feel like these fairy tales, but also like really, like real people in a real place oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah for sure for sure so um all right so this new hellboy movie yeah that they're i feel like where del toro and pearlman might have wanted to go with their third and final movie this one kind of feels like it's picking up from okay because i think in number two in the golden army uh you know there's that there's the sequence in the movie where he's like dying and they go to like what is essentially like the angel of death to save him mm -hmm. and like the angel of death gives um the character of liz sherman a choice and says like you know eventually he is he's prophesized to bring about the end of the world like he is still this is still his purpose here on this planet no matter what and so if you save him just know that like everything's going to go through a lot of pain like the world is not safe with yeah. him alive <laughs> and she makes the choice to be like i don't care like i'll i'll weather that storm when we get to it and that's where Del Toro and Pearl, that's where I remember hearing Del Toro wanting to take it. Like he was going to address those questions. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, that's With, pretty compelling. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> like so uh, your hero could be the biggest, baddest villain of all time is, mm. you know. And so um, and there were sequences where we did see him with the long horns and oh, the right. crown. Yeah, that's right. You know, in like a prophesized type of uh, in the first movie, I think it was like a prophetized vision where we saw him like on a hill and like the world is just on fire mm. and it's because of him. 
that is really really prevalent in like these trailers where it's just like yeah this is what's happening you yeah know? um he's in that mode or whatever I, I like the trailer to this movie, but then also I like I, I really don't. Yeah. So I'm like really, I'm right in the middle. Yeah. Um, okay, is it just me <laughs> or does, uh, well, David Harbour plays Hellboy. Yes, yeah. Uh, From, uh, of Stranger Things fame. Yeah. 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 I like David Harbour. I, you know, I've, I think I've only ever seen him in Stranger Things and he's great on that show. I, I love remember him in, uh, he's in the, f- he's in the first Equalizer movie. Okay. <laughs> he's pretty good in it. He's yeah. just a scummy boston like police detective i can see it. so right. he's got like a really Seems really like gnarly accent <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh so he's got that going but um his uh i don't like i'm gonna try and separate his acting because i believe he's a good actor mm-hmm. from like the directing because i you know i'm gonna blame neil marshall for this yeah i'm not what i'm about to say is <laughs> i'm not gonna blame david harbour for <coughs> for my opinion but um, I don't like the tone of Hellboy in the in the movie. Uh, it, it just seems so with you on that. It seems like it is a because um, I know I remember from the first couple Del Toro ones, like they make a mention to his age, mm-hmm. where it's like somebody says like reverse dog years. Like technically, he's way older than he looks, but it, like his mentality is like that of like a not a teenager, but like just. Still maybe somebody in his late 20s early 30s uh-huh. do you know what i mean but here you know hellboy like looks like he's been through some shit he's got a couple scars kind of like all around his body and on his face but it's almost like frat boy hellboy mm-hmm. and i really don't like that i don't like that that's the route that they're going to make david harbour as hellboy funny and yeah. entertaining in the movie because not that you have to like copy um, Perlman's performance because I thought Perlman wrote a nice line between um, adolescence, mm-hmm. but also like coming to a point where you have to make the decision to like be an adult. Yeah, because uh, I think those were the funny parts about like those movies is his admiration for you know Liz Liz Sherman. Mm-hmm. You know there was parts where like I remember a character walked into a room and he's got uh, an Al Green song going on and he's trying to write a love letter. Do you know what I mean? But it as soon as you know we need to spring into action like yeah here is adult hellboy it's not just quippy jokes right and yeah. all that kind of stuff you know so um well, yeah and i and i i i'd hate i agree with you 100 mm-hmm. percent. i i also do not like the tone yeah. that they're going for the comic delivery of the lines is horrible it is yeah um which is a shame because on stranger things his timing and his portrayal it's of great. that character is so perfect yes. i remember the first episode when winona Ryder is talking to him and he's like hung over and like yeah. doesn't want to hear her complain anymore. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you know, and the other kids, they call Will like a fag and all this, or they call him gay. Yeah. And David Harbour just looks up and goes, well, is he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, I it's love like, that's this. That's not guy. the point. This but yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. this guy, this actor, this role is like, this is one of those, yeah. again, like elsewhere in Jen, this is like a role of a lifetime yes, for this guy. Yes, you know, it's yes. just a perfect convergence mm-hmm. of casting and, and writing. Yeah. And um, so, you know, and, and I think this is a testament to, you know, the what a director does. It is. Um, you know, if you yeah. look at, again, him on Stranger Things and him under Neil Marshall's direction right. on, you know, in Hellboy, even just with what little we've seen here, mm-hmm. you know, obviously the comedic timing and delivery is very lacking. Yeah. And then even if you look at, you know, Del Toro's Ron Perlman Hellboy, you know, working against the same obstacles. Right. To, uh, you know. <laughs> 
um, to deliver comedy. Yes. And uh, but in a director like Del Toro's hands, they can pull it off, right? You know, and they can make it work. Yes. Um, so I think which which also. Uh, what I'm kind of getting from this too is it seems like Harbor's just drowning under the makeup. Yeah. Um, because you know, with, with Hellboy del Toro, you know, they made Hellboy look like Ron Perlman. They didn't make Ron yes. Perlman look like comic Hellboy. That's such a They're good doing the complete opposite thing with this. They covered, they disguised David Harbor to look exactly like comic book Hellboy. Yeah. And he's and he can't. So his face is gone. Mm-hmm. Like he can't do anything with his face, as yeah, far as weird. I can tell like, in the trailer. Yeah, like yeah. it's just a, a mold, right? You know, that's there. <laughs> so and like with you know, as an actor, mm-hmm. you know, your face is a big part of how you emote things, right. especially with comedy. You know, uh, faces are a, a very important part of you know giving the inflection or sort of giving the context behind what you're saying. You know, yes. if you're being sarcastic, we've got to see that. Like you know dulled yeah. look on your face while you're yeah. delivering the quip but if we can't get you that, even like just moved your eyebrows right now as you like as you're as you <laughs> let your eyes sink in and i'm thinking like i i don't even think he can move his eyebrows no. like they just can't move no yeah they're like, they're, ahead, like yeah. A, they're like a pyramid yes practically exactly on his, right, right. On his head so <clears throat> i mean i think that's just something that you know is is going to work to the detriment of this entire film yeah um, you know, again, I get, you know, the impetus for that where they're like, oh, we got to make it like true to well, yeah. the Magnolia Hellboy and make yeah, it look yeah, like yeah. him. And it's like, yeah, but it, that's not mm-hmm. that's not who you got. You yeah, know, right. and like, you know, there is if, if you want to see an example of somebody who was able to act through that kind of makeup um, or similar, I guess, like just amount of makeup. Uh-huh. Um, this is not it, I, I had some issues with the movie. It was OK overall. But uh, Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour when he played Churchill. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, he I was so blown away by his performance yeah. in that movie. I, again, I thought the movie was kind of so-so. Okay. Um, had a, one scene in particular. Anybody who's seen it knows what scene I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, just the whole time, though, you're like, damn, he is like, this makeup is not holding him back one bit. Yeah. Like, he is giving you everything with his face, with his, you know, performance. And even what he may have not been able to do with his face, he was compensating for so perfectly right, just right. because he's such a genius actor. <laughs> and, you know, I don't, you know, Harbor is, I think, a really good actor, but maybe he just doesn't have the experience level to really, like, pull that off. Or yeah. maybe he doesn't have the director to guide him through it, you yeah, know, to, to pull right, it off. Right. Um, but I thought, you know, with, I think that's part of what made Del Toro's Hellboy, um, you know, so successful was the fact that it was like at the end of the day, it was Ron Perlman. You know, yeah. and he was still able to do Ron Perlman things. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it wasn't uh, just his voice. Yeah. Coming through right. a red mask. <laughs> you know. And, and now, uh, now that's what we're lacking in this one. It seems. Yeah, like. yeah. And uh, I mean, I I like the design of 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 how he looks. I I like uh, all the little touches of like the scars that are kind of around. I like that it looks like he's been through. Yeah, some shit. A couple movies. Yeah, maybe right. you know um and you know so so i dig that but i also don't like that you know the 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 body he he just looks like uh he looks like vinnie jones from uh, x-men 3 <laughs> he looks like the juggernaut <laughs> i'm the juggernaut bitch yeah he just that's that's just kind of what it looks like you know um and uh i just wish it was a little bit more you know it just sort of sits there. Yeah. You know, they went like the dad bod a little bit. Yeah. A little like, bit, which I kind of, I, that I, when I was looking at a picture of it today too, like I saw that it's like, he's not fully like hundred percent ripped. Yeah. Do you know, which I'm, I'm not opposed to, but like make it look like functional. Yeah. You know, I mean like go through a couple tests where you're, you know, kind of looking like, yeah, he's 
he's had a few drinks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which I'm fine with. Yeah. But like if if that's the case, you know, then um go yeah. the opposite direction if it's not working, just rip them up. Right. And that well, that's the funny part too. I don't remember seeing all those photos of like David Harbour got like jacked yes. for this role. Like dude, just let him again, like just let him work through the makeup instead yeah. of just covering him up, you know? Like yeah. that's what they did. It seemed like they were just trying to like erase as much right. of David Harbour from this as possible when I think that's what th- people are most excited about for this movie. Is him. Is his the fact that he's playing Hellboy. Well, yeah. Because let's face it, like from the fan base, everybody wants the Del Toro Ron Perlman yes. Hellboy 3. Yes. So the fact that they were like, no, we're going to reboot it with a fucking hack director. <laughs> the only reason people got pumped is because when they cast David Harbour, people were like, okay, well, that's that's a good Hellboy right there. Yeah, and I, right. From what I understand of Hellboy, I think it is a great casting decision. I think so too, yeah. But I, I just think they made all the wrong choices after that. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> as far as putting him into the role. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a bummer because it seems like another, it's the, wow, this could be a great combo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and of course, as always with the context of the show, always seen as a trailer, we don't know, we could be totally right, fucking wrong. Exactly. He might be amazing. Yeah. But, you know, if this is the trailer you're going to show us, ideally you're putting in some of the best you know, parts. And yeah. if these are your best parts, then like, holy fuck, is this going to be a train wreck? I think the only like comedic moment that I like from the trailer from maybe even both of them, because I think it is in both of them is uh, when they walk into that shop and that woman's just like, oh, I need to see some ID. I like I like his timing and delivery there of like, are you serious? Like yeah. he points <laughs> himself. It's just like, yeah, OK, that's what I like. But right. The rest of this feels like that was only in the first one. That was only in the first it, yeah. one. OK, yeah. So I like that one. But the rest of this just feels like, you know, a uh, staff writer from Friends wrote it. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> totally. Ri- it just is very much like, you know, at the end when he's just like, well, I'm a Capricorn and, you know, you're fucking nuts. I was just like, yeah. I know. That I was, hate that. That was painful. It was, it's really it's bad. It's painful. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's it's a horrible line to begin with. Right. Like, it's not even well written. That's not like, comedy. I don't f- even feel like that's a line Hellboy would say. And right. that's the thing that when like watching. This trailer, like, yes, these lines are bad, but it's also clear that you do not have a clear vision of what your character of Hellboy is. Yeah. Of what he's gone through through those through those years and, you know, a reason for his, you know, angstiness. Mm-hmm. Like there's a reason behind the Pearlman one. Like yeah, you, you right, get right. you get that, you know. Uh part of it is that he just wants to be with Liz. Like, you know, that's that's part of it. Yeah. But then also part of it is he just wants to be part of the world. Yeah. He doesn't understand why he has to be hiding. Right. Whereas in this movie, it looks kind of like, oh God, what's that movie? Fuck. Maybe is it one of the underworld movies? No, mm. you know what? This movie, oh my god, I got it, dude. <laughs> I got I'm it. So I just had like right this. Now. I just had this moment. I, I just had this moment right now. I wish we had a camera on I know. Bobby for the past three. <laughs> that was so awesome. <laughs> this movie is having the uh, Blade Trinity effect. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Whereas Blade One and Two, you you know the world's created by you know David Goyer, who all, who wrote all three and directed Number Three, but Number Two directed by Guillermo del Toro. Yes, bringing the connection in. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, but that one and two, like, build a world, like this underground secret world of vampires that humans don't know about, okay? So, like, there's that line where in the first one where humans are just, like, cattle or whatever, yeah. right? That That's what it is. But in the third one, you bring vampires into the light and make humans 
a big part of it. So the FBI is involved and the FBI has heard of Blade and we're oh going to we're going to track this guy down and that's like not what you do. You know, you don't bring the FBI into a movie where your main villain is a version of Dracula that right. you've written. Like which one are you going with? Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why that movie is terrible is it because it does bring in human characters to play main parts when you're not keeping this underground secret world you know, so well. And that's kind of what's great about Blade 2 is that, you know, we go to like fucking Romania. Yeah. Where it's just like, I'm just going to create this whole world. Yeah. This underground it world. It exists everywhere in the world. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's, that should have been the part of 3. was like, let's go somewhere else right. and investigate that culture's mm-hmm. underground vampire community. You know, right. like that's a really, that's a great like franchise idea. Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, I would love to see like the vampires in fucking Tokyo. You know, like. Oh my God, that'd be great. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I just got chills <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs> like, all right. Blade 4. Tokyo. Let's get it going. Yeah. <laughs> Blade Tokyo. <laughs> Drift. But I think that. <laughs> um, but I think that's what I. I think that's I've, I've I've reached it now. That's what I'm feeling with this trailer too, is that it doesn't have a sense of like the kind of uh, a dark and macabre um, you know world it wants to live in. And I think I remember that first Hellboy trailer, the Del Toro one, like that line that uh, Professor Broom says uh, that sets up the trailer is he says there are things that go bump in the night and we are the ones that bump back. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. Now I know what your movie's about. Right. <laughs> I know exactly, you know, what this is off the trailer. and But going into this trailer, it's just kind of like, I have absolutely no idea what this is about. Yeah. Other than to make it R-rated, to make it real, really bloody and, you know, have just a lot of, you know, not very well rendered CGI, yeah. you know, characters. And I, I think there's like, just speaking to like, you know, specifically the trailer as well. Yes. Um, it's, it's infuriating that, you know, not only how bad the comic timing is and yeah. writing, but how Hellboy is relegated to just comic relief in the trailer. Yes. Like he, I think he, they show him like kill one guy mm-hmm. early in the trailer. The whole rest of the time, it's all other stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And then like, build up of music and then like cut the music out and he delivers a shitty one-liner <laughs> and then it's back to like other people doing stuff yeah like the whole trailer you know even when he's in that like church he like sends a tiger to go fight for him yeah you know <laughs> right, and then right. they show him like sure there's a scene where he's like riding a dragon with like a sword in his hand but mm-hmm. he doesn't do anything there yeah and then at the end when he has the, the the worst line of all that they thought was apparently the best one to end the trailer with because he says fuck oh my god yeah um because that's still a novelty <laughs> Um, <laughs> fucking Jesus. <laughs> anyway, he said fucking a trailer, Dorian. It's yeah. amazing. Okay, oh, no. shut up. Oh, no. <laughs> but even then, it's like he's not doing anything. No, he's just like shit's happened, and it's clearly not going well. And yeah, you know, Jovovich is like, hey, you should uh, you should be my king. And he's like, ah, shitty line. <laughs> yeah. And then it just like ends. Yeah. And you're like, so what does he do aside from bad comedy? Right. Like if you know me coming in, if I hadn't seen the Del Toro movies, I'm like, so does he actually have powers? Uh, uh, or like, what what does he do? You know? Yeah. I mean, he's got this fist. Which let's talk about the fist in this movie for a second, because dude, that thing like I it's pretty janky looking. I, the first trailer, I like I I was getting like um, <laughs> I feel like the video getting, element needs to start coming back dude, for I was certain get, trailers because <laughs> Dorian just touched his chest like it was done. He was just like. <laughs> No, I was, like, getting anxiety just yeah. because, like, you know, I've dealt with janky, <laughs> you know, special <laughs> effects before. 
And the whole time, like, your chest is tight, like, yeah. you're holding your breath because you're like, please don't fall apart. Please don't <laughs> fall apart. Like, just get to the, you know, to the end of the shot. Yeah. And, like, that's how I felt looking at his arm in these trailers. It's like, oh, God, please don't fall off. Like, yeah. please. It looks like it's about to fucking fall just off, hang man. On like, it. yeah. It's just like a bad piece of like carved styrofoam yeah. that they just jammed on there. And you can tell already in the trailer, it's like anytime he needs to do anything with it, CGI. Yeah. It's fucking CGI. Yeah. yeah. Like, <clears throat> oh my God. So, yeah, it's really bad. And that's like, you know, that's arguably like even beyond his like the cut horns. Right. And the way he looks in the trench coat yeah. is like the defining feature is that big arm. Is it? Yeah. You know, that's really the thing. And um, God, like, fucking, you got to get that right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I, I mean, they yeah. really, really phoned that one in. <laughs> um, so the supporting cast, uh, out of the supporting cast, aside from... Um, uh, Mia Jovovich. Uh, Mia Jovovich. Sasha Lane. And uh, Sasha Lane. From American Honey. Yes. I was I was really happy to see her in yes. this. Just because I liked her a lot in American Honey. I um, actually saw her in, uh, I know last week I mentioned to you that director, Brett, yeah, Red hearts Haley. beat louder. Yeah, whatever. she's in that. I saw her in that. Um, and then um, Thomas Hayden Church, but uh, that guy, his name is I don't know. Uh, is it Daniel is, Day Kim? Is it Daniel Day yeah. Kim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that Day replaced um, <clears throat> what was his name? The uh, uh, they originally cast a white dude, Ed Screen. They cast in That's his role, right. and That's there was right. a big backlash because it was like, yo, this is an Asian character. Asian character, like, an Asian. Yeah. And he backed out. Like to his yeah. credit, Ed Screen was like, okay, I didn't know this. Right, right. <laughs> You know, or whatever. So he was like, dude, you know, you're 100% right. Like, yeah. this role should go to an Asian actor. Right. And um, so he backed out mm-hmm. and, like, total props to that guy. Right. Like, um, so, yeah. And then they, they cast Daniel Day Kim, who's a really good actor. He's a good you know, actor. It's like, cool. Again, yeah. like, look, you can cast people that are appropriate <laughs> for the roles, you know, that yeah. are good. Um, you know, I don't. You know, I fucking hate the show Lost. Watched all of it. Yeah. Again, science yeah, yeah, fiction yeah. stuff. Uh, sucks. Also, you know, it, it went up and down. Like, yeah. you know, it was really, anyway, we don't need to get into loss. But Daniel Day <laughs> Kim, that was the first place I ever saw him. Okay. Was okay. on that show. And, yeah, yeah. and Hannah and I both, well, Hannah was like, that, that's a good looking dude. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we both just thought he was really good, too. Right. And just very charismatic, really good actor. Felt natural, mm-hmm. you know, like, liked watching him. So. Yeah. Um, I, I would like to see him in more things because, you know, I'm not going to watch Hawaii Five O. Yeah. Um, so I haven't well, he's really not on it. it anymore. So. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. But um, there was a uh, it was him and another Asian actress who I think it might have been around the same time he got cast right. in the movie that they were demanding that they get paid the pay same discrepancy. As, yeah. Paid the same as much as the two main actors. And the studio said no. So they're like, peace out. We're All walking. Right. And see they ya. walked off. Awesome. Which uh, <laughs> kudos to them. Yeah, good for know? them. Um, but I bring up the supporting cast because I feel like it's a diverse. It is. It is a very diverse cast. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm actually kind of glad to uh, to not have it be you know Liz Sherman and Abe Sapien again. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I would have had a really hard time accepting whoever they cast and their interpretation of those characters because I just think of them in the Del Toro one so much mm-hmm. that um, it's nice to just separate because you have like Hellboy to contend with yeah. it not being Perlman and how's it going to be different and everything. So. Um, so I'm glad uh, to see what their characters, who their characters are, what they do. I think it's Daniel Day Kim that turns into that uh, lion or or whatever oh, that okay. wolf gotcha. in the in the trailer, um, <clears throat> and uh, so I you know I wonder what his I guess he's a werewolf maybe I'm not sure yeah whatever but something. anyways he's something he's Some something that turns into on something a lycanthrope yeah yeah. He was uh, uh, he was crossbred with something like a wolf for military purposes. I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. Done. <laughs> 
done. Yes. That's, that's I like the explanation. It. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so one of the things this trailer reminds me of is I'm a very big fan of the Underworld series. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I like one, two, and three. I the I think I saw four, but I didn't see five. This movie looks like four and five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm not saying the Underworld series is are like these great movies or anything like yeah. that, but I get a kick out of them. Yeah, you're a fan. Number one and yeah. two, I feel, uh, and one through three, I feel like are a nice little trilogy of like genre vampire werewolf action movies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, like once they get into like five and six, they really start leaning heavy on just, you know, CGI animals, CGI creatures, and all this other kind of stuff. And I think that was really cool about the first Underworld is, like, they actually built, like, new, um, like, werewolves. Like, werewolf suits. They built, you know, leg extensions for, like, the stuntman that that had, you know, the inverted the inverted leg for, like, oh, the dogs sure. or whatever. Yeah. And they could actually run with it. Damn. And it gave them a little bit of bounce. Yeah. So, obviously, in some of those scenes, there is a little bit of CGI um some of it is is masked but some of it isn't like in the transformations but like when they're shooting stuff when like a vampire is fighting a werewolf like it is an actual person in a suit and you know they're doing bits of running here and there and all that kind of stuff so uh it was nice to see at least for that first movie they went as practical as possible Mm -hmm. with this sort of you know otherworldly action movie that that they were gonna do you know God, what else? What else about um, this trailer? Oh, I want real quick about Sasha Lane. I yeah, again, oh, yeah. as with everything, I don't feel like, you know, she's going to be given anything, you know, worthwhile to work with in this movie, no. but I'm I'm very happy to see her, you know, after being an American Honey, mm-hmm. it'd be very easy for an actor like her to get, you know, kind of pigeonholed or uh, typecast into just like bohemian you know, sort of characters that are sort of like live a little bit aloof and are kind of quirky or whatever. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, to see her, uh, you know, the fact that even just a couple of years after American Honey, she's, you know, in a movie like this where it's obvious for, you know, for better or for worse, uh, being in this movie is like something very different yes. than what she's done, mm-hmm. you know, in the past year or two, which is, so that's really cool. I hope just that seeing the diversity within her work and that hopefully people will consider her right for a breadth of roles. Yeah. Um, you know, it was interesting because I'd like to see more work from her because I yeah. was, again, I was really impressed with her in American Honey, which again had a great director behind it. So, you know, yeah. Um, there were early test screenings of this movie that did not do good. Yeah. Oh, I remember hearing that. Yeah. yeah. I heard that they were not, not too good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, I think overall, I'm, I'm not, um, I really want to like the trailer. Mm-hmm. I really want to like it because of, the elements that it's throwing together. I'm trying to think of a trailer to a movie or something. Um, I, I don't have a particular one in mind that is that is done that where it's put like this mainstream kind of music mm-hmm. to maybe something uh, very fantasy driven, um, and that and that works. But I, I can't think of one right now. Maybe maybe it will later. But um, but yeah, I just really think that you know, it just doesn't have a good like identity to itself. Yeah. Other than it being Hellboy. Like, that's it. Yeah. And that's my biggest, like, gripe, at least with the trailer. I yeah. mean. And that's that's the, you know, that's what Neil, Neil Marshall does. Yeah. He brings <laughs> nothing to the table. I, I'm sorry. It's just, that's just how I feel. I've seen him do his thing a bunch of times. Yeah. And it's yeah. just every time I'm like, this is, there is no vision. There is no creativity behind this. This is just like, this is just an execution of a product. Yeah. It's like if somebody just handed him a blueprint and he was like the machine 
<laughs> that just like spit out the thing. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. there's no yeah, and I I guess that's probably why he keeps getting work is because he's probably very easy to work with, you yeah, know, from a yeah. studio standpoint. Um, unlike Del Toro, who I'm sure is like, no, we're gonna do it this, this way. This is how we're doing it, you yeah. know. And if you don't agree, then fuck off. Then There's no movie, yeah. you know. Whereas Neil Marshall's gonna be like, hey, what do you guys want? Yeah, Let's you want to make some money today? Throw it all on the wall. Cool. <laughs> um, who would you who would you would have had uh, directed? A Hellboy movie. Other than Del Toro. Other than Del yeah. Toro, which is hard, but I mean, Damn. you know, like. Oh, man. I mean. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, I just, I would love to see anything from these, but like Helen Catet and Bruno Forzani. Oh, dude. Dude, their version of Hellboy would be. <sighs> just let that soak in for a wow. second. Like, I just looked up and let the corpses tan is right there. So I was just like. Yes, oh. <laughs> that would be. I don't like. I don't know what the fuck that movie would look like, but yeah. um, or oh man, <laughs> or <laughs> another super weird choice. Yeah, uh, S. Craig Zoller. Ooh, not weird at all. I don't think. Yeah, no, That's, I think because yes. just from the you know his his obviously he hasn't done anything like in this realm, right? You know, really, but just like, but the, he does a lot in genre. Yeah, the way and and he just he fucking gets genre yes. like he understands genre yeah, uh, yeah i think better than most other people in the world right now i mean just from his writing on puppet master the littlest reich and what he so did great. with that movie on the page which is actually coming um, to shutter nice. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh you know and then his his own output i you know i didn't even really like his uh, uh brawl in cell block 99 yeah. but um I loved Bone Tomahawk. Okay, and uh, and there were you know I could still see Brawl in Cell Block ninety nine. What you know he was pulling from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that you know he really understands the like seventies cult cinema uh, vibe. Yeah, and, like what makes it work, not just you know making like all the you know grindhouse ripoff type right, of right, shit right, right. where they're just like oh just make the film grainy. Yeah, you know, and then it's like a grindhouse movie mm-hmm. and shit. It's like no 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 he understood like. The mentality, the style of character, the style of writing that created these things. Right. You know, that was just a technical thing. That yeah. was just they were, they had no money, so they had cheap film stock. And that's why it looked grainy that's and why shit. It grainy, you know? Yeah. Um that, all the ends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're buying short ends from whatever they can get. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got different film stocks all over the place. <laughs> you know, it just it happens. And sure, it, it lent it an aesthetic that is unique right. and certainly lent to, you know, the the feel of those types of movies, but you know. That look came from those movies. Those movies didn't come from that look. Right. You know, that's that's what a lot of people seem to confuse. And he gets it. Mm -hmm. He understands like what made those things tick. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, a guy like him taking on Hellboy is like he could take that in some really fascinating places. Interesting directions. Yeah. Yeah. God, I'm trying to think of who would I want to have uh, have like direct. I'm trying to stay away from like people who are like maybe good with like creature work or just like do stuff like practically, mm-hmm. you know, I think I would love a lot, a lot of like as much in camera stuff yeah, as, as you can do, you know? Um, but God, I can't think part of me would really love to see, like, I really liked, uh, Justin Lin's, uh, Star Trek beyond. Oh, okay. Um, I, I feel like if, uh, you know, the, the CGI effects in there are really not, they're really not that good. Mm. Uh, they're really stretched uh, if I'm really being honest but I I credit that to the very short window he had to make that movie so the movie while I do like it it's a feels like a very rushed movie okay um, but I, I liked it way more better than I did number two into darkness yeah into darkness Um, you know so has issues yes (laughs) um so um 
And my only like template for him is like when he's given time to do a movie, we get the brilliance that is Fast and Furious, Fast <laughs> Five and <laughs> Six, and you know, uh, you know, he he does some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, he um, will as a, as a <laughs> smear on his record. I will say he directed the first two episodes of season two of True Detective. Oh, okay. is, oh, yeah, that's right. Season two of True Detective is, yes, is yeah. a nightmare. It is. And, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, he has the yeah unfortunate uh, reputation for being the director of the first two episodes yeah. of that. So. Um, yeah, so someone like him, I think, to step into a bit more of a genre aside from like, uh, I mean, Hellboy is, is inherently a little sci-fi, but mm-hmm. maybe getting, getting more into a bit of like a horror side sure, of it. Because yeah. I feel like that's where, um, you know, Neil Marshall is trying to like, push push hellboy is more of like a a horror movie Mm -hmm. um and uh you know maybe maybe some more like you know horror directors uh you know so maybe someone like uh ernest dickerson yeah who we've been talking about as a yeah having a black director take on because again talking about you know um what you were saying del toro did with hellboy which was it was really about this there was this kind of like sweetness and something like really relatable behind it that you know it was playing like like all the great creature movies do like james whale's frankenstein the original yeah. you know universal frankenstein it's about the outsider it's not about the monster it's just about being somebody that's not accepted that's the movie you screen i'm i'd be surprised if del toro did not screen frankenstein oh for before sure they started production yeah. on hellboy because james ahead. whale very famous he was homosexual yeah and um you know but had to keep it completely hidden right and you know these when you watch those movies now you're like how can you not t-? it's like he's screaming <laughs> for somebody to yeah. just like hug him and yeah. say like dude it's okay yeah, right. <laughs> it's so uh, like kind of upsetting to watch you know but yeah. it's they're so good yeah, and yeah. um uh so you know to to have that element behind you know hellboy from del toro was really genius and you know for like a black director to yeah. you know we both watched the shutter doc horror noir yes. recently where, you know, we were talking about it earlier and it's just it's such a different perspective, you it know, is. on these films. Like, because, you know, the the movies that I watched, you know, that they were talking about in this movie, I remember just being like, oh, cool. You know, this is a cool horror movie. And they yeah. were like, no, this meant something really big to us. And I was like, damn, I, you know. Didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Right. But that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. And like, you know, so somebody with that sort of, um, you know, perspective. Yeah. To take on a character like this is just, there's such a, you know, there's something immediately relatable that the, you know, the director would be able to pull from yeah. personally to, to work with and, and, you know, and give them skin in the game. You right. Know? Like, sorry, not to make that a really no, bad no, no, like no, racial no. comment, but no, I mean, uh, racial pun, but, um, it's, you know, they, they're just, they're going <laughs> to fucking care about this yes. movie and about this character and about all these characters right. because like they understand them. Right. And, um, yeah, you've transposed, you know, the worlds or mm-hmm. whatever, but, you know, the, the essential feeling is the same. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, totally. So I'm going like, like Ernest Dickerson or, um, you know, Rusty Cundiff, you know. Doing yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> doing a, a Hellboy would be pretty awesome. Yeah. I also, as you were talking about the horror angle, the words John Carpenter's Hellboy just yeah. <laughs> jumped into my head. Nice. And I was like, I'd, I'd see that. I'd see yeah. that. Yeah. I'd see that. No, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's really a bummer. I mean, like, the, you know, the end of uh, the Golden Army, you know, I mean, Hellboy finds out that he's going to be a father of twins. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, it, about it that. ends yeah. on a very sort of, like, our next, our sequel isn't about some big baddie, what's going to come next. It's about fatherhood. Yeah. And we also have that thing that you're going to destroy the world. Right. Yeah. Which we'll get to. Which now you're going to care about because you have children. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a bigger, you know. All of a sudden you destroying the world has stakes to it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, what do you know? Storytelling. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah. And I mean, like, 
I know that this is like the first. I'm sure they're propositioning this as maybe like the start of a new series. Sure. But like, um, you know, <clears throat> once again, this is just our our thoughts on just the trailer. Yeah. You know, for all we know, like this could be the second coming. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt it, but it could, I, be. It could yeah. be. You never know. So maybe they answer all the questions that we've you know posited, or, or you know, um, ask more interesting new ones. But just from the trailer, like it doesn't seem like it sort of uh, has a very solid you know emotional base for us to follow our characters. Totally, on yeah. and as to what their purpose is in the movie, other than like look at this really cool like horror slash sci fi you know action movie that we made. Yeah, which I'm all about. With comedy. But, you know. And a prophecy. And a prophecy. Yeah. Prophecy to end the world. Yep. So, so yeah. Um, so, we'll see. I am planning on seeing the movie, mm-hmm. as I as I, I figured. Always, as I always do. I, okay, one. I'll, I'll end with one positive comment. Oh, okay, cool. I have one positive thing to say. Is it, is it going to be you You like the, the, the what do you call it, the, the titles when it ended or something? Oh, like? no. No, it's not. It's nothing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like something like. The great thing is that it ends. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, um, they've teased in both the first trailer and this trailer some presence of Baba Yaga. Um, oh. There's like this hut with chicken legs. Yes. And that's like from folklore and whatnot. That's like Baba Yaga's. Okay. Uh, uh, hut look okay and uh, i i've always really liked that character okay from from folklore and fairy tale land yeah 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 um so the fact that like that's going to be in the movie is like cool yeah that's interesting i'm sure they'll fuck it up like right. everything else <laughs> but hey at least the idea to bring baba yaga and like this this you know i just love that i always love that image of just like this house on chicken legs yeah it's so fucking weird yeah <laughs> and it's just it's got like you know reeks of like surrealism and like you know really great horror imagery and like a lot of it just raises so many fucking questions you yeah know? right right and it's it's just a great image and right. so like just seeing that in the trailer like did give me like a little bit okay cool i i get to see that image right exactly. makes me happy yeah. you know but again i know like they're not gonna do anything good with this so <laughs> um anyway. let's see do i have anything good to say about the trailer i feel like <laughs> i've been pretty i feel like i've been pretty you know negative yeah um but not in a way where but i'm you're like, gonna see it you're gonna go i'm gonna a see shot. it i'm yeah. gonna support it do you know what i mean like like i like david harbour i want to yeah. see what what happens yeah i want to see if he defeats the blood queen yeah <laughs> Um, you I know, think he might. I think he might. <laughs> uh, I think some of the imagery in it is is very striking. You know, um, like it's, it's. I mean, it's cool. His horns and all that shit looks awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks really neat. I do like seeing him like riding that dragon or like, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. So, um, if anything, it looks like every idea, good or bad, is just it's just up there. And yeah. it's in the movie. So it's like, let's see if it you know kind of tastes good going down yeah um (laughs) but uh yeah i think the only positive thing i had to say is just that one line i like in the movie yeah with uh you know the woman asking for id (laughs) i thought that was like a really good comedic moment yeah that was it Uh, other than that i'm just kind of like yeah it it, 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 hey that's that's one in a row for you neil marshall yeah (laughs) there it is you know um but uh one last thing, one last negative thing I'm going to say yeah. about this. Do it. Because it just, it just, no, there's me. just so many to say. God. Um, one thing I don't like about the trailer, another thing I don't like is that it seems to spend more time trying to sync up the music to the action and bells than it actually does presenting a coherent uh, story. Yeah. You know? Anything of interest. Any, anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so. Um, this orchestral version of Smoke on the Water. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. So uh, so that, that that that's something. But I would say like if you're thinking about seeing this movie, like watch watch something. You know, go watch Blade. Go watch Blade Two. You know, just watch the worlds that those movies create. Yeah. And not that it needs to be a carbon copy, but like it's not a bad thing. I mean, like directors talk about it all the time. They show and screen movies you know, before going into production with their crew onto like, this is the world we want to try to create, the vibe, you know, the tone. Um, and for the life of me, I can't think of like what movies were, you know, screened mm-hmm. for this movie, you know, if there were any, but, uh, you know, it's something, it would be something interesting to take in with you if you're going to see this movie mm-hmm. is to, you know, do some research yourself Yeah, <laughs> on, on, on some of these, you know, yeah. and then go into this movie and, you know, yeah, hold on, you know, bring your standards with you, people. Yeah, you know, exactly. Don't, yeah. It's not you're not you're not victim of just whatever the system puts out. You right. can bring your standards with and say, no, this is fucked. Yeah. And then I'm not gonna see what else this guy does. And yeah. then you don't give him your money, and then they, you know, doesn't make money. Blah blah blah. Anyway. Yeah. Hopefully we all know how the system works. Your dollars are votes, people, okay? So don't vote for shit. Because we all see how that plays out. I'm always voting um, for shit. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Sorry. I just yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah, and I mean, honestly, at this point, all I you know, all I can think about is Blade Tokyo Drift, and just I want that. Are we writing that? That's the next. Uh, yeah, one? no, I that's think that's what we're we writing do right now. <laughs> Blade Tokyo Drift. Yep. Yeah, we got to write you know the homosexual crimes of Grindelwald and uh, Blade Tokyo Drift. And we got to yeah, we got to we're building up a little backplate here. You know, I would have I would have Blade Tokyo Drift all in uh, Japanese. Oh, I would go full, yeah. full on, like just I would go full like Inglorious Bastards oh, with perfect. it. Perfect. Oh my god. Where it's I like at least eighty percent of the movie is subtitled. Yeah. Right. Uh, I would totally hire the guys from the raid. Yeah. To actually do something impressive in the movie, not yeah. just walk around and, right. and suck people's necks. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, it's a good note to go out on. Who would you cast as the villain of Blade Tokyo Drift? Fuck. Because I got a person in mind. Okay. Um, I mean, well, it, damn. I mean, probably like Tadonobu Asano. Ooh, that's he, a good one. I love I that like dude. Yeah, 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 I love that dude. He does not get enough work deserving of his talents. Yeah. Um, and I think he could really, really pull off a great villain. Yeah. If you were given the shot. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that'd be right off the top of my head. That'd be my pick. I like, um, <clears throat> my first choice was going to be. I'm not very good with names, so you're going to have to assist me. Oh, sure. <laughs> with, um, but he's the guy who, uh, oh, fuck. God, what was what was he in? I can only think about movies that he was in. He was Storm Shadow in the G.I. Joe movie. Um, oh, yeah, Korean Korean, guy. yeah. Um, he was in I Saw the Devil. Yeah, yeah, he's he was in the I Saw the Devil. The detective in I Saw the Devil. And, um, yeah, fuck, I always forget his name. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, he's amazing. I love that dude, too. And he's w- like... That is an absurdly good-looking person. Like yeah. that is a, like a beautiful man. Yes, I have no hesitation saying that. Oh, uh, <clears throat> his last name is like Hun Lee. It's like buying Hun Lee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's yeah I don't. Is. Korean names. I'm not. Yeah. not that great with Byung Hun Lee. Byung, yeah, that's yeah. that's yeah. You did it right, right there. So. Something like that. Apparently. Um, but yeah, no, either, that's a, yeah, good choice. Either yeah, yeah him or um, the it's the one guy. What the, I was gonna say the uh, the um <laughs> I was just as you were just saying yes. it I was like everything the same the guy who was the serial killer in I saw the devil yes that other too. Korean actor holy fuck he no that ma- that's the guy like I because he's it, already the villain you like, need to fuck, go like so deep good. in the crates for like a very good like 
Japanese, you know, Korean, you know, uh, star for for the villain of that movie. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to just be someone of that culture. Yeah. You know, to really like ground it in the fact that like, yes, this is happening in like, you know, Japan or China or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, really have it, really have it be that guy. Yeah. Or, or so we don't just sit here and completely like, you know, suck the dick of the patriarchy. <laughs> Let's gender swap the villain. The villain's a female. Ooh. Handmaiden. Either of the two female oh, leads from, from the Handmaiden. Handmaiden. Oh, Handmaiden. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. take either one of them. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, they're like that. oh man, I, I would love to see either of those two women play a villain role. Even the I, I forget their names in the movie, but the um, you know, the woman who reads all the erotic stories yes. to the men when yes. she's dressed and is doing that like oh my god, yeah, like, yeah, voice yeah, voice and shit. Oh man, like that is one of my favorite scenes in a movie right. ever. And like just if see her actually like play a villain in a movie, like that would be so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So. I like this, dude. I like Blade yeah. Tokyo Drift. Yeah, Blade Tokyo good. Drift is shaping up. Yeah, I this mean, that might just be our whole cast, you know? Yeah. The people we just mentioned here. Yeah, Of course, it. you know, yeah, we're in Tokyo and we just cast, like, five Korean people, but... There is one hey, American in this movie. It is an it is an aged but ripped Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And a shit ton of fantastic... Why is he in Japan? Tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That might be that might be a documentary at this point. It might be. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I dig it. All right. I like it. All well, right. Before we give away all of our ideas, I know we should stop recording. But yeah. you know, Jason Bloom, Ryan Turek, whenever you're ready for uh, for us to come and light the world ablaze, you know where to find us. I'm so ready. Yeah. Um, all right, man. That's all I got for Hellboy. Yeah. I 2019. Think, I think we. I think we covered. I think we covered quite a good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We covered some ground. The swath. There. <laughs> Lord Swap. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, something. S- something. Yeah. We'll be back next week with something. Something special. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you. Bye.